Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. I just felt like there needed to be more conversation about the ups and the downs and that the girl saying that she's been married 17 years and is fucking her husband every day, like maybe they have an open marriage. Maybe she's fucking lying. Maybe, I don't know. I just think it's a conversation we need to have. Wait a minute. I'm your little dirty I'm slut. Your person. How, yeah, what in you know, the fucking like, world? Yeah. <laughs> why don't you want to fuck me right now? Like, come on, look at all this. I'm horny. I need an orgasm. I feel like I put effort into being feminine, like you said, and being subservient to my husband. And I love to do that. Like, so that's not something that I do as a burden. It's not like a burden to me or I hate it. Yeah. I like the gender roles, like you said. And I think that makes me fuckable. Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. Happy Saturday. Thank you so much for spending it with me. We're going to try to make it super juicy for you. Today's guest is Jordan Hakes. She's a wife, a mother, a podcast host discussing all things sex and marriage, dating your spouse, and being intentional in the bedroom. Jordan, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I know. I have been listening to some of your episodes, checking out your social media, so I'm excited to uh, have you on. Before we get going, though, let's dive into a little bit about your background, because I always want to know, you know, what led you to podcasting and how you became the horny housewife, and how long have you been podcasting? I have been podcasting, it'll be two years in January, two years in January. Time flies. It feels like that, actually, but it also feels like it's gone slow too, but maybe because of the circumstances and how the world is today. But I'm 33 years old. I've been married for five years together with him, eight years, and we have a five-year-old and I'm a stepmom to a 13-year-old. And I felt like my identity was just really wrapped in being you know, a wife, mother, doing all the things for other people all of the time. And I lost my mother pretty, like, tragically, unexpectedly in my life. And then after that, it had been about a year, and I was like, I'm going to pursue something that I want to pursue that I really like. And I felt like that had just kept coming up as a topic with my friends and my husband. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. And so I did it, and I'm so glad I did it. Now, how did you pick the theme and your name? Like, how, how? Well, the name, my husband actually came up with the name because people are like, does your husband appreciate that name? Like, is he offended by that name? I'm like, yeah. no, he actually thought of it. Uh, he's really supportive. He doesn't listen to me. He doesn't listen to the podcast. He's a Patreon member because I'm like, you have to be a Patreon member. You're my husband. But he doesn't. I'm like, why don't you listen? He's like, I hear you talk all the time. Like, in the morning, we talk. I get home from work, you, we talk. Like, we talk yeah. all the fucking time. But 
Yeah, no, he's very supportive, even though like a silent supporter. And I yeah. feel like it just embodies who I am. I don't know. that, And I like the alliteration as well, the double H's. Yes. No, I mean, it is a it is a great name. I, when I see people that have a great name, I'm like, God, that's a great name. Yeah, I love it. I, you know, you kind of hit it. Tell him he hit it out of the park with that one. I yeah. think, you know, it says it's quick, precise. It says exactly what you're getting. There's no guessing on that one. You know, what do your friends and family think about all this sex oh, talk? Well, I requested my family to never listen to it. So they're pretty respectful of it. I always wonder, I'm like, I don't think I would have started this podcast had my mom been alive, but it's also like, it's a bittersweet thing. Like it's cool that it's out there. My dad is super supportive of it because he's pretty maybe sexually liberal is the word, or I don't know, like very, I had very open parents, not, they weren't in an open marriage, no, but they yeah. were very, like they were pda and makey, they would make out in front of me and gross me out. And they, you could tell that they were intentional about their sex life. So I think that was just something I looked up to. I love that. You know, you and I have a couple things in common. I lost my mom about four years ago. It was, it's, it's such a hard thing to lose your mom. It's like, and I wasn't expecting it either. It just, it's, it's fucked it's up. It's just what, it's fucked up. It really is. It's fucked yeah. up. And my mom and my dad, and I talk about my mom a lot on the show because she was the, her, they were so intentional with their, I saw the love and the chemistry and I knew they had sex and I, and they'd be kissing and loving on each other. Be like, Oh, my eyes, you know, but (laughs) looking back, like, I'm so glad I had that foundation of, you know, they set the stage for what a good loving relationship is about. And that, you know, and I really feel like it's important for kids to see that. And so, and know that there's those joys, like that's like a positive, beautiful gift in your marriage. It doesn't have to be like, some people see married people as like, they're just together for the kids or they're sleeping in different bedrooms or it's like they're business partners and there can be another side too. Right. But I always wonder like, why the fuck would you, since you only get one life, why would you spend it that way? Oh, no way. I would rather, I would never want to stay for the kids. I'd want to get a divorce. Right. I mean, you know, you're not modeling for them what a good, healthy relationship is between two grown adults. They're going to go out and seek out like a loveless marriage too, because they're not going to understand what it's about because they didn't get that lesson from you. And then they'll think it's normal. Right. I know. And then they spend years in therapy trying to undo all this shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're going to spend your inheritance (laughs) on uh, therapy. (laughs) There you go. So They should have to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So why talk about sex? Why is this so important to you? I think because it's uncomfortable for a lot of people. I mean, I've always been an open book or like not afraid to talk about these topics. I wasn't uncomfortable, I'm sure, because of the parents that I had, which they weren't like even super sex positive. They were still like boomers. I mean, I don't know. But... I think that it's just important because I think a lot of people lie or they put this front on, like it has to look some way, their sex life, especially people that are married. I feel like there's so many people when they have kids, this thing, like their relationship changes and then the dynamic changes. And then a lot of, for a lot of people, the sex will go away or just seasons will happen. And then the guy doesn't understand the girl and the girl doesn't understand the guy. And then they fucking hate each other. And I just felt like there needed to be more conversation about the ups and the downs and that the girl saying that 
she's been married 17 years and is fucking her husband every day. Like maybe they have an open marriage. Maybe she's fucking lying. Maybe, I don't know. I just think it's a conversation we need to have. You know what? I totally (laughs) agree with you. No, I mean, this is like, I was like, I got to have this girl on my show because (laughs) you're living it and you're talking about it. And I just feel like if people stopped paying attention to these bullshit, fake ass Pinterest reels Mm -hmm. that don't represent, you know, or the perfect little Facebook picture when your marriage is shit, it's a shit show. And you don't, you know, and you're trying to make it look like it's just all buttoned up and perfect. And and I'm just like, I do too. And I don't, this is one of the reasons why I've never wanted to get married. Cause I'm like, Everybody I know that's married is unhappy. I'm not signing up for that yeah, shit. You're like, no fucking way. No, <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, people, I think people why? got duped, duped by the idea of marriage. They did. They and it's really like, why don't you could just go have relationships? You don't have to put a contract on it. You know what I mean? Because totally. it really does complicate things. Not for, I don't know. You're signing up for a lot. You know, a lot. I think yeah. we're more educated now and the generations coming after us about what marriage is and kind of changing our views on it. I agree with that. That's why I just kind of really applaud, you know, shows like yours that are being honest about it, putting it out there because people need a source for this and they need to know. Or they're in it and they're like, okay, I committed to this. Like I got in this, like now what? And like, I've had people on that one woman, she was you know, married for 12, 13 years and they didn't hate each other's guts. They were like each other's best friends, but they were like, now what? Like we, we don't want to just be intimate with each other. Like we, we trust each other explicitly. We, our kids are raised and moved out and then they changed like their lifestyle of their marriage. And I think it's just cool to have those conversations. So other people can be like, we're not abnormal for wanting to try something different. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I went through some of your episodes. I think, you know, I love your topics. I think they're, we're very aligned. Even though I'm single, I, I hear a lot of just the sex positivity and all that stuff and what you're saying. So I know how I stay motivated to fuck. How do you stay motivated to fuck? Uh, well, that's the thing is, honestly, I feel like it's just hardwired in me. I think it's like a personality disorder. Like I think I have, <laughs> I'm like a... So I think I'm just kind of an up person and I have a lot of, I need that release for me. Like, you know how jealousy can be arousing and that like the adrenaline or just anything that gets your blood pumping can be arousing. I feel like I'm just a person who is a little bit insatiable. There we go. And is your husband on the same level or is he? Okay. So So you're- that inspired the podcast because mismatched libido is like a a high, high topic. And I mean, my husband isn't like neglecting me. I'm not in some like dead bedroom situation, but I think I just have a really high libido, whereas maybe he's average. Yeah. And how do you recommend people deal with that? Oh, I mean, you have to communicate a lot and then you have to know all of the factors that come along with it. Like how recently did go to have a baby are your hormones all fucked up because a woman's hormones i mean is the key to like so much in her life right he could have low testosterone and that's going to affect him everywhere like fatigue his drive so much shit you know what i mean so he's got so many guys get their testosterone checked and it like changes their life i don't suggest they roid out but (laughs) okay i know yeah do so many you know, it's funny that you say oh, yeah. that. I there, I was seeing a guy who was high testosterone who really like loved to fuck like me. And I was just like, 
I wanted him to get roided out. I'm like, let's see what happens. Let's do it. You know? Well, then they like, have a really bad temper, right? Not always. Oh, does he? Oh, okay. I don't know what. Anger. I don't really know what it's about. I just was like, ooh, let's just do that. Yeah. <laughs> let's just do that. That's funny. <laughs> It does make it better. It does increase their drive a lot. But same with women. And then I think yeah. there's some couples that they're not having sex or it's mismatched because she feels neglected. Like he's not meeting any of her needs. He's not loving her the way she wants to be loved. And so they're kind of, she's kind of like, you don't turn me on. And then he's coming at it like a dog. And then there's, you know, there's both ways where I can, both people could be probably the victim of neglect or whatever. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. So now you said that a lot of guys get their testosterone tested. Do they? I, no, I, this is don't, new they don't. I don't think a lot of guys get their testosterone. Oh, okay. That's okay. Because I was like, I don't think they do. Okay. Uh-uh. That's, I share they that should. point of view. And I, I think they should. Yeah. I think it's one of those things that men just don't want to address because mm-hmm. it's not manly, but yeah. they really should because there could be something so simple that they could just Fix, get adjusted. And it will greatly improve their quality of life, like all around. Mm -hmm. So why not? They need to get over it. Yes, I agree with you on that. So what has surprised you about the honest feedback you've gotten from women about sex in their lives? Like, can you give me just a few examples? Like how people come and are so open about what's going on behind closed doors? Just anything. Just like, you know, that I know I get a lot of feedback from men and women, mostly men. Yeah. And I'm always like, oh my gosh, wow. You know, and yeah, they're they're confiding in me. Yeah. Uh So I'm just wondering, you know, what are some of your, like, some of the stuff that you've heard from women? Yeah. Where you go, oh, wow. Like, holy cow. I mean, well, some, the, some of the stuff of that women deal with, like when their men are pieces of shit and they still stick around, that wows me. Or like some of the kinks they'll share when they're like, you know, we're, we're pretty open and adventurous. There was one swinger couple. They were actually swingers. She's like pretty fun and adventurous where some women would never consider this lifestyle. So... Uh, her husband would kept like wanting more, 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 and he's he wanted to shit on her, and he wanted to. Her, <laughs> he was into yeah. He, he was he into that kind of stuff. To Scat her to fart play. on his fingers, and it was like that was too <laughs> much. And she's like, "Am I a bad person for not wanting to fulfill his desires?" And I'm like, "Fuck no! Like you're allowed to have boundaries too." But that wowed me. <laughs> that was because that was recent. So that I would wow me too. That would mm-hmm. wow me too. Yeah. <laughs> I know. People love to just, it's interesting how honest people will be with you, like as a complete stranger. Yeah. Right? It I mean, really but is. They, they'll just pour their hearts out. I mean, I love it and I'm grateful for it. 
But some of the stuff I hear, I'm just like, yeah, 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 they trust you. You know, they've listened to you. They they feel that you're aligned in some ways, and then and they'll tell you stuff. And it's like a lot of it, though. I got to be honest; like some of it just breaks my heart. You know, where mm-hmm. I hear from men who are just really so in love with their wives, and their wives do not want to have sex with them Ooh, I know. at all, and they're in a sexless marriage, and it's been like twelve years, and I'm just like, leave. That's what. I, that's terrible. But oh, I mean, like literally, I could weep. You know, it's like. This is so sad to me because mm-hmm. I know, you know, I feel like men have, they have the need to connect with us physically too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that gets overlooked a lot. I get it that women, you know, we are way more predisposed to that, but men need that too. It's the, we're the, really the only place they can get it. And so right? to be denied that from the one person that they want it from, it's like, it, I feel like it's cruel. It's like kicking it a is. puppy. <laughs> and it, then it really creates a bad it's good all bad's gonna come from that because he's all only bad. A hu- he's a man and they're wired differently and I feel like it's almost like a primal instinct for them to spread their seed or something yeah <laughs> like that they no. need to have this connect they also want the connection with their wives like you said it's sad and then these women completely neglect them and for selfish reasons too it's sad yeah Right. And then they're upset when they go elsewhere. Yeah. And I always say, I mean, I, I'm right down the middle. I'm a proponent of men and women. Girls give me shit because I bust their balls. I always say, I'm like, well, you didn't fuck him for six months. So I'm like, what do you expect? Thank you. Yeah. You got it. You know, you if you don't fuck him, someone else will. And you can't starve a dog forever. They will go eat somewhere else eventually. Yeah. And don't, He's just don't following his me. nose and you're not feeding don't him go- at home. <laughs> Don't go testing that theory, really, because you're not going to like what you find. And I always wonder why, why when it gets that bad, why don't women just say, okay, go, you know, it's fine. Go what do are they it doing? El- yeah. Yeah. Go do it elsewhere. Go, you can get that need met because to me, it's really, really weird to say, okay, well, maybe I, I'm not, I don't have that desire or need anymore. But I understand it's a basic human need, and I won't deny you that. You wouldn't deny your children a basic human need. You wouldn't deny your friends a basic human need. But you'll say to your husband, no. What does that mean, though, to, like, not have the urge to have physical intimacy any longer? Like, isn't that a byproduct of something? I just can't imagine what that would mean. Well, I mean— I'm sure there's it's so com- there's so okay. so much that could be under that umbrella in my yeah. opinion and yeah. and I'm sure you've heard it and I've heard it it's just it can be everything from she you know like Stressed. you said earlier she feels like maybe he's not he's not oh. meeting her needs and so she's weaponizing it right or okay. and then you've weaponized it for so long now it's just off the table cuz he's tired of asking or, you know, he, she's got some trauma. There's things coming up for her anything. that yeah. trauma, she doesn't want to talk about it or her hormones, you know, it's like they've taken a dive and she just doesn't care to go to the doctor and get those adjusted. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, there's, there's like, we could do a whole episode probably there's on solutions what's to all this. of the things or like you could get on the path towards a solution. And it's like, if you want your husband to just be with you, then you'd have to do that. Or else, yeah, it's like you would expect them to, I would expect them to stray if you neglected them. And it's okay. Look, if you don't want to be the person that meets that one need for your spouse and you agree as adults to open up the marriage and what the parameters around that would be, that's okay too. Because I have plenty of listeners, you know, that have 
done that, gone that route and it works out, you know, and they still love their wives or their, or, you know, the converse can be, you can have it be the other way around too. The woman that's right. got the higher libido and he just doesn't, doesn't want to do it. And, but again, just to put, you know, anybody that's putting their spouse on lockdown is really doing being, damage, my, doing damage. Yeah. And you're going to have some fallout from that and you have to accept the responsibility of, you know, what you contributed that created that fallout if you choose that route. So I'm always just a proponent of open communication and coming up with a solution because there's really no shortage of them. It's just that you have to be willing to come together and try to figure it out. It's worth the awkward conversation for sure. Totally. Yes. I mean, I don't think, I think you and I are both like, we're high sex drive. So that's probably not going to happen to us. Yes. No, probably not. But sometimes I feel rejected. Like my husband, if he, you know, is tired or wants to go to bed and I feel like that'll hurt me. So I feel like I know what that feels like to feel rejected. Nobody likes to feel rejected. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because I can, I'm trying to think if I can think of like when there's been like like one or two (laughs) times. Well, you're like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, not because the person was like not interested, but yeah, Yeah. because there's a time where they're tired and I'm not used to that. And I will say that it does sting a little bit. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm your little dirty slut. How, yeah. What in the fucking world? (laughs) Why don't you want to fuck me right now? Like, come on, look at all this. I'm horny. I need an orgasm. Yeah, Yeah. It's, um, very few times, but when it, I know when it has happened, then the first thing I think of is, uh-oh. Something's bad. Something's wrong. Yeah. Something's Who bad. There's talking? something sinister yeah. behind this. Yes. Yeah. Like, Who what is going talking? on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Immediately. So first I, thought. <laughs> am, yep. No, I mean, it rolls through there. Yeah. And sometimes it's just as simple as they're tired. They've it's had because a long you think fucking- a man isn't capable of that. You're like, what? That's not how you work. Yeah. That is true. That is so true. We really, we just expect men to be like on and hard and ready all the time. And that's, you know, that's, they have off day too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, come on, get that dick hard. I'm ready for it. So how do you recommend your listeners keep their sex lives smoking hot and not subpar? I feel like they have to be intentional about dating their partner because if not, it gets boring. You have to have like a general interest in like learning the person and we all evolve. And so that's exciting that we become new people. I think a lot of us become new people and staying interested. And I think being intentional about like, I used to think when I was younger that scheduling sex sounded really not sexy and like not organic And how could you possibly have the passion if you're scheduling this time? But now I am the opposite because I feel like with life, if especially if both people are working, you have kids, crazy life, scheduling that time to have like an erotic play date where you can like discuss different interests or watch porn together and see like what kind of new things you're interested in and would want to try or using things like Beducated or listening to podcasts like these or listening to audio erotica, doing something where you can like discover new ways to have intimacy, like beyond sex even, and then get inspired in the bedroom. You have to keep it spicy or else it's just autopilot. I know. And it gets boring and redundant. And, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, you absolutely have to put work into it. I love what you said about the scheduling, which is so interesting. That hit me because I schedule all my, I mean, all my sex is scheduled. With, really? You know, yeah. with 
Well, yeah, with my partners. Yeah. I mean, I have, so I have, you know, I'm, you know, when you're fucking, I'm non-monogamous. And and so I know when, yeah, I know everything's pretty much scheduled. It's like, yeah, we're going to meet. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to say, yes. Um, I think a woman needs a pair and a spare. A single woman needs a pair and a spare. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. (laughs) This is women get just like single women. They get too focused, hyper-focused on one guy. It's bad for them. And I think women need to. Women need to feel the sensation of being desired by multiple men at one time. And it's really a cool The men have fun- been doing it for a long time. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's like, it, it's wonderful. I mean, I love it. It's fantastic. And so therefore, again, you know, everything's scheduled. But the fun part about it is, then I look forward to it. Like tomorrow, is uh, I'm having my first, it's a first time uh, hookup with, a new guy, you know, who hopefully will become, who hopefully will get added to the roster. Yeah. And I'm just like, I mean, I look, I can't wait, you know, after there's all this tension building up, we're texting back and forth. Yeah. You know, I, I go, I have a process, you know, where I'm getting ready and just like, Uh when I show up, I want him to have the full experience. You know, it's like, You better so, be seeing stars. I have questions now. I have to know. Okay. So does each Well, you guy, need to have me on your okay. podcast and we'll yeah. like, we we'll have to do the this. whole story. Yeah. I, do each, does each guy though have like different things you like? Like, is it like a flavorful mix? Like, are they all kind of the same type of guy to you? No, this That's is the only fun question. part. Okay. Oh yeah. Different. Yeah. They're all different. So cool. Yes. Because, and actually where that really started was when I started this seven years ago, it's also actually, yeah, seven years ago, I had a big, I had a started with a sex bucket list. I'm like, I'm going to scratch all this stuff off. And it's really hard to find one person to do all that with because it's not, yeah. you know, my unique list would not be for everybody. So I knew it was going to take more than one guy to get that yeah. accomplished. <laughs> and um, I didn't mind that. And it was just very fun, you know, just like, okay. What are you Sounds into? Fun. Here's what I'm, yeah, yeah. what I'm looking for. If my husband for. dies or cheats on me, I'm joining the club. I'm doing what you're doing. <laughs> hey, I got seven years worth of content you can listen to that chronicles the whole journey. It's been, it has been so fun. And I'll tell you this, you learn, there's just this whole other side of us as people that if we let our sexuality lead a little bit more and we're playful and fun and exploratory with it, it has taught me so much just about myself and in things that I apply in my everyday living. And I've had so much growth and development through it. It's That's amazing. so cool. And it's, yeah. I mean, so weren't it's not you, just. You were dry before, right? You were not having sex. I was three and a half okay. years with no sex. Wow. Zers. I mean, wow. like, hello, wasting the pretty. Like, yeah. no, I had to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that is over. What are you doing to yourself? It was self-imposed. I mean, I was just totally like. Shut you know, down. Focused on okay. what I was doing. Not if it didn't happen like on purpose. It was like it's a. So I kind of try to explain to people like it's your sexuality. It's like the spigot, you know, and you can adjust it. Like, is it fully open or is it just a little mm-hmm. dribble or do you close it down? And I had just slowly over time kind of closed it down because I believe that it was taking away from what my primary focus really was. And so anybody that wanted to come and like take that time or infringe on my okay. time that way was like, nope, you know, I'm not going to, I don't, I'm not, not interested. And then I just woke up one day and was like, what the fuck are you doing? This is crazy. And I just immediately went the opposite direction, made okay. the sex bucket list. Yeah. Heck and yeah. that I've been going strong with it 
ever since. And I can't, and I really thought I was going to, after a year, like, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back what? to vanilla land. No. I know, because that's what I, that's how fucked up my thinking was. Yeah. And now I'm like, Jesus. I'm glad you're going strong the other way. <laughs> I know. I know. So the other thing I want to point out about what you said about, you know, get women keeping their, you know, or we're addressing women or, or anybody, I guess, just listeners keeping their sex lives smoking hot is I am the recipient, unfortunately, of a lot of these thirsty husbands who aren't getting fucked at home mm -hmm. and they're reaching out to me and I'm not, that's not my thing at all. And I want women to know like, Behind me, yeah. there are 10 other women that don't oh, have yeah. that standard. They oh, do yeah. not care. They will fuck your husband well, knowing that full well that they're fucking a husband, someone else's husband. They don't care. So that's just who they kinda, are. Yeah. You're playing a dangerous game mm -hmm. when you when you withhold him. or weaponize sex, basically. Yeah. Weaponizing sex is not the answer. It's always going to lead to infidelity and or divorce or you just you're going to look stupid, basically. So. Yeah. And you're not, you're just not going to like, you're going to be real unhappy and bitter with the results. So headed off at the pass. If you, you know, yeah. fuck him, just fuck him. So what do you see happening to couples over time? Why do you think their relationships go in the shitter? And then the follow up and the next question behind that one is just how many, honestly, tell me how many couples do you know that you envy their sex lives. Ooh, ooh, that's a good one. None, no one. Um, I, I mean, oh, single people. Yeah. Like pff, your stories. I'm like, yeah. ooh, tell me all of them, <laughs> but not yeah. married people. But no, there are some that I admire, which, okay. The first part of the question was what, why do they go to the shitter? Okay. Yeah. I think because a people either like, there's so many reasons they got married too young or duped yeah. by the idea of marriage. Just, I think people should really live out their 20s. I'm so glad I didn't get married at 23, 24, 25. I'm so glad because I that, say the same yeah, thing. Oh my God, this so is why I love you. Good. I knew it. I was like, I listened to you. I'm like, this girl, she's You have like to my come people. on my podcast now. You have to. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, I say that all the time. I'm like, please just don't get married don't in your it. 20s. Take that it, time yeah. to really figure it out. Exactly. And like you don't, your brain isn't even all the way developed. Okay. You don't, right. you shouldn't make this decision. And then there are people that might grow up really religious, you know, and then yeah. they're, they're all formed by that. And then maybe they get away from it later in life and be like, holy shit, I just got married because my, it was the next thing I thought I was supposed to do and then make a baby. There's all these reasons or women marry, Men that they're, they're so naive, like super naive girls that like, yeah. think they, like most men cheat a lot, a lot of men, most men cheat. They do. I know. And, and I, I don't know. I just think that there are some, there are good guys. There are guys that choose not What's to What's your cheat. opinion on that? Like, how do you really feel about that? Cause it turns my stomach. It's a choice. I tell you. It's, it, it is a choice and there, you have to have self-control and some people have no self-control and don't want to, but then Stop just have wanting to get your dick wet in yeah. anything that moves, like really grow the fuck up. Seriously. It's like, if you want that. And the worst part is, is I'm like, why I've asked a guy like, why won't you just be, he's a serial cheater. Why won't you be in an open relationship? Like you could live that lifestyle and find someone who also wants, he's like, well, I don't want her to do that. And it's like, so that's the gross part. Those are the gross guys. I'm like, yeah. you can't have that double standard. It's just fucked up. Right. Fucked and up. she may not want that. She may not want to do that anyway. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, you she know, might just want but, a good guy. 
you know, we just, <laughs> she <laughs> just might just want to shit can your ass all together and start over. Let's scrap this one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's why I think people aren't getting married as much. I think people are waiting or they're not, or they just want to have relationships. Which I think is good, actually. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any, you know, we know that biologically, you know, for childbearing, there's a window. I think that window's expanded because so- the technology and yeah. science and everything, you know, is is helping. We're living longer, we're healthier, all that good stuff. But aside from that, you know, I mean, I'm with you. I just think, hey, people, like, don't be trying to get married at 20 or 22 no or whatever the fuck. I mean, that's like, yeah. when I think about myself at that age, I was in college, like, eating corn tortillas and yeah. tomatoes and mustard because I had no and money only- left at the end of the month. Like, no, no I broke, could make, broke. <laughs> buy a big bag of potatoes and I'd put just about everything that every condiment you could imagine yeah. on it, cook it in the microwave or, That's you nice. know. <laughs> yeah, no, Popcorn. Same. I was a mess. I was a disaster. Nobody would have married me at that age because I was partying <laughs> really hard at that age. But then I grew up. Yeah, But I mean- I think that's the time to do that shit, make those, you know, what, get out there, make, do whatever craziness you're going to do, learn from it, take away whatever you're meant to take away from it. Maybe your takeaway is I want to keep doing this, whatever. But, you know, I mean, like take that time for yourself and then you won't, when you do find that right person, you're ready. You'll feel like you've experienced things and it's like, yeah. Oh, like the people that this sounds terrible. Cause there are some people that want to save themselves for marriage, but like, I can't imagine like marrying the person I lost my virginity to like, Oh my God. And I think that when women have babies, that was the other answer to this question is that a lot of women will completely let themselves go and yep. women will get hyper-focused on their children And I'm a mother and my mother taught me, you put your husband before your children. Like you prioritize that relationship so that you have happy kids. He got served first when it was like, my mom loved being a homemaker. And so like, but around the house, you know, and I never, see, I never took it as disrespect. I didn't, didn't bother me one bit. She just was like, knew how to care for everybody and what the hierarchy was. And it's like, I mean, that's why they made sure they had their adult time always. They did things as a couple. They were loving hot for each other when she would make a meal and he would get served first. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, I think that's cute. Me too. <laughs> I think it's sweet. I do too. Like I love taking care of a man. Like, like that cheerfully makes, subservient. Yes. That makes me feel feminine and sexy. And like, mm-hmm. mm, I just, I, I get a lot out of it. I love it. Yeah. I love I agree. making him happy and surprising him with a blow job or whatever it is, you know, so like, you're hey. submissive. You like being submissive. Fuck yes, I yeah, do. Oh my did. God. But I didn't know that. That's yeah. the funny thing. That's what this is so interesting. That's what this whole journey taught me was I love being submissive and I never realized it. It took the right person to, who saw that and was like, you're submissive. I'm like, fuck no, I'm a type A woman. Hear oh. me roar. Rah, rah, rah. No, you didn't know you I were am. submissive, but in the bedroom you're not. I am a submissive in the bedroom. Yeah. And when it comes to, uh, with, like, I love traditional male-female gender, gender roles, roles in, yes. oh, we're in, so much alike in a relationship. Room. Yeah. I mean, I just, I love that. Like, if I could roll it back to the 1950s and I could be a freak, oh, oh gosh. man, like, God, I would do it. <laughs> Honey, you have your martini, come through the door. Here you go, You baby. probably would have been famous in the 1950s because they wouldn't have, <laughs> that wasn't happening. When was Marilyn Monroe? When was that? 
See, I oh my know. god. Now we're gonna sound like a bunch of dopes. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, me neither. That was I, during the Kennedy era. Wasn't that that was in the wasn't that in the fifties? Maybe, oh maybe. I think so. Okay. Let's just say it is. I'm gonna like I'm gonna fact check this and if we're if we're sounding stupid, I'll edit it out. Okay. Alex, <laughs> like, I'm okay, okay, no. No. No, I think it was. I mean definitely yeah, I think so. Okay, you're right. We're gonna go with it. All right, that. all right. You were going with it. Um <laughs> that is so funny. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I'm so sad it has to end. Are you craving more content with me? Don't worry. I've got you covered. Go even deeper with me on my private podcast. You get four additional episodes a month published every Friday, revealing outtakes from my super private personal audio journal, things said after the show, but when I'm still recording, the inside scoop on who's been naughty and who's been naughtier, bombshells I've kept to myself this whole entire time, things I can only talk about with a more intimate group of listeners, and additional surprise bonus content so hot it makes even me blush. So when you finish this episode and you're still craving more, please allow me to satiate you. Just head over to thecuriousgirldiaries.com and click on exclusive or click on the link in the show notes. All right, on with the show. Okay, so how do you personally stay horny, fuckable, and wanting sex? Okay, so the horny thing I told you comes naturally, naturally, but I have to be intentional about being feminine. Okay, feminine and like not a mean bitch sometimes, right? Because when we get mm-hmm. an autopilot and you're raising yep. kids and your husband and you have this routine and this schedule and the things you do, that can get very not sexy. So, I mean, I make a point to do my hair and do my makeup and be feminine and wear tight clothing or like be girly and hot for my husband so he can see my boobs and, you know, be cutesy with them. I think some women will just rock the messy bun. This is mean, but keep the same like mom outfit on. No, not I said messy, but not cute high pony. Shut up. You're single and fucking everyone. That does not count. That's true. But That's the mom right. messy buns when they wear leggings and they wear the same thing every day with like their baby on their hip. That sounds so mean. I know they're conquering the world, raising dragons. That's amazing. But you want your marriage to be good. Like that's, you, they yeah. probably want that. So you're going to have to try just like he's going to have to try. So I feel like I put effort into being feminine, like you said, and being subservient to my husband. And I love to do that. Like, so that's not something that I do as a burden. It's not like a burden to me or I hate it. Yeah. I like the gender roles, like you said. And I think that makes me fuckable. Yes. (laughs) I think, I think the other thing too, that's important is, and I can tell you do this, you probably work out. Oh yeah. Frequency. Of course. Because you got to keep it looking good. You have to keep it looking good. Yeah. Don't let that go. I do agree with you. I, I see women, that's like they have kids and then they turn, it, it turns into I'm a mom Ugh, and I'm no sad. longer the hot, sexy partner that my husband fell in love with, married and wanted to spend his life with. I'm now a mommy mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that, but you can be both. And then they and turn to mo- start being their husband's mommy and then they start yes, being in the masculine that, too much. That's it. That's the next phase is you infantilize your partner. And the reason you don't want to have sex with him is because no one wants to fuck their own kid. Yeah. You're treating him like a child. Yeah. Right. That's not sexy, right? Now you're starting, you're nagging, you're nipping, and you're just lumping him into one more person in the household you have to take care of. Right. And 
you've got to put a stop to that because no wonder, you know. And you I don't blame the men fun. too when they just let it happen. Like step up and have some yes. balls and be masculine yes. and check her. Like he, he should check, check his wife. I and love being checked. Yeah. Do you like being checked? Does Me that too. turn you on? Oh, oh I love God, it. So my daddy hot. issues I, just straight through. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, whoop. I mean, I love, yes, because. Do you we, talk shit because, back though? Sometimes. Okay. Yeah. It depends. <laughs> just depends. A lot of times, but it's about 50, 50, but a lot of times I won't. And that's unusual for me. And that means I'm like digging it, you know? I'm yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. 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 That's right. Yes. Put me in my place. Cause sometimes <laughs> I need it. Mm-hmm. I am a strong personality. And if you let me unintentionally, I will just ride rough shot over you. Yeah. And I, that's another reason why I like the dot, you know, the do- dominant submissive is because I like to know that I'm with a man. I like to know that, while I'm being, you know, while you're conquering all these things out there in the world as a woman, you can come home and take that armor off and right. he's got you yes. and you've got him. It works both ways because again, that's why I was saying about that, that dynamic is that he needs certain things from you that he can only get from you. So if, when you start denying it, it's dangerous. And then when vice for, and same thing, she needs those things that only she can get from you when you start yeah. denying those, that's what leads to the breakdown. But I just love a guy like, telling me how it's going to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like the guys that you're with right now, the rougher they are in bed or the, like the more, the better they are in bed, the more red flags they have as a person or no, do they not correlate? That if they're good in bed, that there's a bunch of red flags outside of the bedroom. Yeah. Like are they marriage material or not marriage material? No, total. No, okay. I actually, no, I find that it's really synonymous that they are good marriage material because oh, again, awesome. they Yes, they will. They listen. They respect boundaries. They care about your satisfaction and you being pleased. And they're not afraid to stand up to you and actually be the leader. You know, I mean, I want to marry a guy that's the leader, not. Right. You don't want him to be a doormat or a pussy. Yeah. No, (laughs) that, that just, that is not for me. That is not hot. So, you know, and I think biologically, Women are happier when they're maintain that role. And I think that we've, by having a lot of, uh, I love the fact that we have a lot of equality. Don't get me wrong. We fought for it. We've, we've earned it. We deserve it. But at the same time, we've done ourselves a little bit of injustice Mm -hmm. because we're taking on so much masculine energy. Yeah. And you have to know that where that has its place now and where it doesn't have its place because years ago, the way marriage was designed, it was very clear what the roles were. And now we've got it blurry. And so, yeah, you have to just be, you know, you have to really be mindful of it and know when to shut it off. If you're like an alpha female out there in the world, you know, when you come home. 80, 20%. That's what I say. I'm like, if you're a certain like type of way, whether it be like super soft or super over the top, you should switch it up. Like give like an 80, 20 split and then kind of be something else to spice it up for him. So you're not so predictable, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Cause predictable is not sexy either. Yes. And you know, as we're talking about the exercise, I feel like exercise because it's something that I do to my for myself it's me pouring into myself and of course the byproduct of that is physically I look good yeah and I feel Feel. confident being naked 
You know, like I want the lights on. I always want the lights on. Like you I don't care what time of day it is. Yeah. Like you look, come and look at this. Feast your yeah. eyes on this, baby. And right? you're proud of it. And I don't feel self conscious. And I know that women, we start to, you know, we get fucked up in our heads. There's a lot of reasons for it, but we can undo that, you know, and we can feel like we're the shit and we look good. And then we want. And that, and also working out, I think does increase like, you know, the dopamine. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. It helps you, helps your libido. And then you're horny. I'm hornier. The more I, you know, when I'm doing like a really hard, like shred or something like that, like working out a lot more than I normally would, man, I'm like, fuck. You know, I just want to fuck. You know, I'm like, I love it. It's, I need. The juices are flowing. Yeah. The juices are flowing. And so again, you know, it's okay women, you know, we don't have to get off the cross. We don't need to be martyrs or selfless. Oh, I take care of kids and I, that's, that's my life now. Don't be a victim. Don't be a victim. Get yourself into hot, sexy mommy mode and Mm -hmm. be a MILF. You'll be, be a MILF. Yeah. Welcome to MILFdom. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're the mayor. Yeah. Okay. Give me your go-to move that you use on your husband that gets him off quick, satisfies him and gets you back to your day, especially if you're not really in the mood for whatever reason. If I'm not really in the mood, then I guess I'll suck his dick because that's the fastest way I feel like, especially if I, just to be completely honest, <laughs> yeah, the no, fastest way that's... is incorporating my hand and putting enough pressure to where he can't hold back. So that's usually, and then I'll be like really sweet and swallow it to show him that I'm a good sport. And then yeah, <laughs> that's the easy way or just, you know, reverse cowgirl always works. But I like because... I'm not having sex every single day with him, only a few times a week. I want it to be, we, he prioritizes me. He prioritizes my orgasm. He is not, he doesn't want to just, me just to suck his dick. Like he wants that to be foreplay. He he wants to take care of me when we're fucking. He wants to make sure that I'm taking care of. So I want the whole thing because I'm not getting it every day. I'm not going to bail out. I'm there. Yeah. I like little sort of like sex hacks. Sometimes like if I can double up two things at once, I'm like the queen of like doing five things at once, uh, multitasking. So sometimes I'll throw in, I'll throw in an extra, like, you know, it's like I get in the habit of showering with him all the time. And then I'm making something happen in the shower really fast, even though we're going to do, you know, other stuff throughout the day. It's like you get little bonuses. (laughs) That's, that's a good idea. Keeps him really happy too. That's keeping a happy man for sure. It does. And let's, we cannot overlook the importance of dick sucking when it comes to men. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the enthusiasm, enthusiastic yes. blowjobs. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They're so proud of their penis. They're mm-hmm. so proud of it. Like ever Act since they happy. were little and yeah. they want, yes, they want you really to be excited. excited about it too. Like it is like <laughs> the best thing ever. <laughs> a little bit of that goes a long way. There's, there's one other thing that I've talked about on this podcast too. That's really good fun is I have become the queen of hand jobs. Okay. Good for you. Good for you. These hands work magic. And like, it's to the point where if he has his eyes closed, he doesn't know whether it's my mouth or, or my hands. (gasps) Ooh, good for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good for Mm -hmm. you. Yep. Yeah. I will say it's a, actually it's always, she's always in my show notes. I took this course from this lady. I swear by it. Like, hello. I love Women, That's what I do. Get this as a gift for, she might be on Beducated. It's Lee Jagger. 
Have you ever tried I her stuff? Yeah. Mm-mm. It's um, anyway, it, very, you know, just fun stuff. And I love like if you really want to kind of spoil him and he has to be lay back and sort of be the receiver and just okay. give him a treat. Like, yeah, this is that's really fun. Blindfold him. He will, literally will not know if it's your hands or your mouth. I need to learn that. So, I know you have a Patreon and it's important, guys. I want to point out everyone. It's really important, guys, if you support your favorite podcasters. You know, that's why I have my private podcast. But Jordan has Patreon and where she reads auto erotica. And I wanted to kind of give you guys a little sample of it because I've listened to it and I was like, ooh, I did. I listened to it. Uh, the ep- one I listened to was about the note. And, uh, There's so you know, many. It was, she finds the note and the neighbor and the very... mysterious neighbor and he's doing this stuff. Okay. Anyway, yes, yes, yes. That was, I was, I was on my exercise bike again, multitasking, you know, and I'm like, oh, damn. I'm like, I know what I'm doing right when I get off right this bike. When and you get off. Yes. Of yes. Okay. So let's, I'm going to play a little sample of that. Okay. Here it is. He had sat next to me at the hotel bar and we chatted for a while. I told him that I was a married woman and at the time he seemed to accept that fact. He had offered to walk me to my hotel room. Once in the elevator, he pressed the button for the 8th floor and pushed the button for the 10th floor when he asked what floor I was on. Halfway up, he hit the stop button. He spun me around to face him. I could see the lust in his eyes. His head darted forward, his lips plastered against mine pushing me back against the elevator wall. He grabbed my ass, pulling me tight against his body. I felt that solid length of rock-hard cock that I was now looking at wedged between my jeans, right up against my vulva. I broke the kiss and gasped. I can't do this. I'm a married woman. That doesn't matter to me, baby. In fact, I relish that fact. I really shouldn't do this. Please stop. He released me and said, okay, babe. It's your call. Do you want to go to your room, all hot and bothered, without my nine inches of rock hard cock to fuck you? I couldn't stop. I looked down and gasped as I saw the big bulge that I had created. I felt my body getting ready to surrender, while my mind tried to fight it. He brought a hand down and gently stroked at the outline of my vagina through my jeans and panties. Or would you like to come to my room and let me scratch that horny itch that's building up inside of you right now? Oh, that was good. Oh my gosh. Okay, guys, I know I cut you off. I left you at like, uh, some of you might be having blue balls right now and blue clit, <laughs> but don't worry. You can hear the full story on Jordan's Patreon. So tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me on Patreon forward slash the horny housewife podcast. You can find me on Instagram at underscore the horny housewife podcast. And the link in my bio will get you to all the places you could want to go. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you enjoy podcasts. Yes. All right. And if anybody missed any of that, I will put links for all that in the show notes. You guys know what my favorite thing is for you to do. I love, love, love your voicemails. Just go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com, click on the pink tab on the right-hand side, and you have five minutes. Let it rip. We can talk about anything and everything that you want. I get back to everybody personally, and it's so much fun to get to know you guys just like you're getting to know me. All right, everyone. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com. 
and join my subscribers only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.